0: Hi, mining community. Welcome back to another episode of the Big Deep, the Mining Podcast. And today's guest is Andrew Grove, who's the Managing Director and CEO of Cheshire Resources, uh, as an ASX-listed West African-focused gold junior mining company uh, with projects in Senegal. Um, and they've discovered two high-grade gold projects um, at its flagship, Diamba Amber Project in Eastern Senegal. Um, Andrew's a geologist by trade and has become a high-achieving mining and finance executive uh, with an established track record of achieving results, generating profits, identifying opportunities, managing risks, and developing teams during his career. Um, and he's on the podcast today to tell us more about Gessire resources um, and what the obviously future holds for them. So that's welcome, Andrew, to the podcast. How are you doing, Andrew?
1: Thanks, Rob. Very good. Thank you. And I uh, appreciate the opportunity.
0: Yeah, no worries. Appreciate your time as well um, over there in Perth. So as we um, always start these podcasts off, just wondering if you can give us an overview of yourself and your career um, before we go into uh, details about the company.
1: Okay, thanks. Um, well, as as you said, I'm a geologist by training. I uh, did my geology in the School of Mines in Kalgoorlie. I uh, worked as a geologist in, in and around Australia largely uh, for about 14 years. I uh, worked on, you know, got the opportunity to work on Sunrise Dan development with uh, Billiton or you now Anglo, Anglo-Goldish Um, uh, Did a small stint in France with Kojima uh, looking after the technical reserves over there. And then, um, then changed career tracks a little bit and spent 14 years at Macquarie Bank, so doing the mining finance, started off doing risk management and then went over to Origination for the last 10 years sort of doing, looking at mining finance deals, uh, looking at private Equity investments, and a lot of our um a lot of our investments were in West Africa. So we yeah, uh, over that period funded a you know a large number of the uh, particularly Australian listed gold uh, developers in West Africa. Um, and then, you know, uh, decided it was about time to get back in industry and uh, have a, have a go at uh, sort of management. Spent a couple of years with Perseus Mining, also West African focused, doing their business development and investor relations function. And then this opportunity at Cheshire came up a bit over a year ago. Um, we've obviously keeping an eye on the project on, under the BD sort of function. Um, liked like the geology, the prospectivity, like the like the board and management. So it was, a, it was a great opportunity to get on board, and it's actually exceeded all my expectations since then.
0: Yeah. Um, so I just wanted to give us an overview of um, Cheshire Resources.
1: Oh sure. Look, it's uh, as you said, it's, it's listed listed. Uh, Gold Gold Explorer. It's been around for a long time, about two thousand and seven. It was in Turkey originally, looking for gold over there. They found some high-grade epithermal gold projects. They sold to the local partner and redistributed the cash back to shareholders. And it came into Senegal in about two thousand and seventeen on the on our key projects, the Diambasud project, Um, and basically been working up the exploration on that area. Uh, Since then made, you know, we sort of made a a big technical discovery in terms of the surface geochemistry didn't work early on. And um, the the company at the time put some auger drilling through, so you drilled through the laterites and actually identified a very significant um, uh, gold geochemical anomalous system, um, which has since expanded because we've got Barrick exploring right next door to us to the east. Um, so, sort of a 15 by 15 kilometre Geochem signature anomalous area that historically hadn't been seen. So, look, the area's only had a three years of drilling, and we made our main, main discovery mid 2020 at the Danversube uh, over Area D.
0: Okay. Um, and obviously, um, you've more recently joined them, but why, why did Cheshire look at uh, Senegal um, as, a, as, a, as a jurisdiction? Was there was there some underlying um, uh, underlying issues why you then decided to move forward and work in well, Senegal
1: look I think they're looking for opportunities globally um, but Senegal came up you know Senegal's a great investment jurisdiction it's one of the most stable democracies in West Africa it's got a, a modern mining code which is really well supported by the uh, the government. Uh, it's got, uh, you know, very prospective ground, particularly the east of Senegal, um, you know, where we are at the ambassadors basically on the Senegal-Mali shear zone, second most prolific gold belt in West Africa after the Shandy Belt. Very little exploration on the Senegal side, lots of exploration on Mali just across the border, you know, there's Lulu, Gonkoto, Ficola, you know, tier one gold mines, you know, Goncotto's seven k's away from the project and it's the same rock types. So it prospectively look really good. Uh as an investment jurisdiction that looked really good, um, you know a couple of gold mines have been modern gold mines have been developed in the country, externally funded, which we were involved with in Macquarie and some, at um, you know, all those debts have been repaid, they've both been sold on the market, and the government's very supportive of that sort of mining business. and you know to, to go to the investment quality of the country, uh, Woodside is Australian oil and gas business is, um spending $4.5 billion on a offshore oil, oil and gas development currently. Um, so, you know, it's, um, it's a great place to do business, and security-wise, it's very safe.
0: Yeah. Chessa uh, has uh, recently um, outlined a robust, high-value potential future gold mine, um, obviously the, the project that we've been speaking about, um, in this, obviously, scoping study that was released in March. Um, would you like to sort of discuss some of the key attributes of that study?
1: Sure, I'd love to. It's my favourite subject. Um, look, so as i said, we made our maiden discovery mid 2020, um, high grade supergene mineralization in area D. Uh, subsequently, found more mineralization you know, 300 metres next door to it in area A. We put a maiden resource estimate, estimate of 781,000 ounces out um, in uh, late last year. Um, and then in that also in December last year, we found a new discovery, which we're currently drilling. So it's only the it's only the, the first point. Um you know, the, the resource of 780,000 ounces had a lot of attributes that would lead itself to being quite economic, shallow, big high grade component, is so at nearly 500,000 ounces at three grams. Um so we we undertook the scoping study to sort of demonstrate the economics bona fides of the uh, project and what what the scoping study uh, delivered was really there's a, a technically simple, robust, high value future gold development on at the um, which is going to grow uh, with the resources as we grow the resources. But currently, you know, NPV of um, in Aussie dollar terms, four hundred and twenty million dollars, which is relative to our seventy million dollar market cap, but three hundred US million dollars NPV, fifty nine percent IRR. A, importantly, a f- only a 15-month payback, very rapid payback, but particularly over that area of D high-grade mineralisation that's near surface. Uh, seven and a half year mine life on the current resources, producing slightly under 100,000 ounces a year at all-in-site cost of eight, 20 to US eight dollars, hundred and twenty dollars an ounce. Um, Seventy percent of the resources are in. Uh, Indicated So there's a reasonable level of confidence over those. We can't call them reserves yet because we haven't done the feasibility study. Um, and six, you know, 96% of that initial resource actually converted into a mining inventory under the scoping study. Uh, the first two years are, are exceptionally robust to that supergene mineralisation area D. It's, it produces 244,000 ounces at $545 an ounce, strip ratio of 1.9 free dig. Um, you know the life of mine strip ratio is only um, 2.8. Um, you know it's really really simple um, land. You know in terms of we don't see any impediments of a future development. There's, it's really close to the national high, sealed national highway, seven kilometres from water. There's no, we won't impact physically impact significantly on people. There's no villages or, or artisanal activity. There are neighbouring villages which we have very close association and formalised programs with and they will will hopefully benefit from the from the future development um metallurgy simple high, high recovery is 90 between 94 and 96 um simple contract open pit mining um but you know import, importantly that's it's a really good result but it's going to going get bigger and we think um we are drilling i've uh, got a big drill program underway to expand those resources and internally we have a an aim to Increase the mining inventory to plus a million ounces this year and continue growing that beyond beyond
0: that point. Um, obviously, you mentioned about uh, your current drilling um, to increase the source base. Um, can, I just wonder if you can just elaborate on that uh, and obviously the, the potential gold area.
1: Sure. Look, um, the current drill program. We 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 tend to drill up until the end of June, early July when it starts raining. So Q three sort of wet and makes makes it difficult to get around site. So we. Our, our drill season breaks up around that. So the current drill program, which should finish by then, is sort of fifteen to 20,000 metres, um, really focused on increasing that mining inventory and getting it to the plus million ounce uh, mark. Um, large part of that is focused on the new discovery, Caracara, which is less than a kilometre away from the Area D resource. Um, we, we found that in November last year we defined 125 metres of St- Mineralized strike open along long strike and at depth, and we've since put in about five 000, six thousand meters around that at the moment. And we should be getting results out of that in the next few weeks, hopefully. Um, but um, and then we're also expanding some resources around the uh the existing resource areas A and D. We're going to test a couple of the other prospective targets, and there's lots of targets on the project that have had very little drilling. This whole area has only had drilling in it, proper drilling in it, for three years, so um. It is delivering a lot. Uh, we've probably tested three or four anomalies, and we've got, it's definitely got three. It's economic mineralisation, and the Western Supply probably has some mineralisation, a bit lower tenor, but if you've got a plant in a, within a couple of kilometres of it, it certainly works. Um, but the area is sort of, as I said before, it's a big geochemical footprint. It's in the same rocks as Lulu and It's on the major structures that, um, you know, feed a lot of gold mineralisation just over the border in Mali. And, and as I said, Barrick are exploring actively next door to us. So it's an emerging gold camp in reality. It's uh, Barrick have identified numerous uh, mineralisation occurrences. They've they declared an emerging discovery at uh, KB West, which is within 3 kilometres of our tenement boundary to the east, um, on the same structures that feed A and D and, and Karakara. Um, so it's an immersion gold camp and in reality it will deliver you know multi-million ounces, whether it's these smaller high grade projects that we've we've been delineating, and certainly you know some depth extensions or depth, depth repeats that need to be worked out. The geology is a little bit complicated, or it hides a big, big, big deposit. You know, that's certainly Barracks view, um, given that you know they're mining Little and Gonkoto with the same rock types across the border, they they really understand this stuff pretty well. So you know, it's an emerging gold camp. It will deliver multi-million ounces, it's whether it's, um, you know, it hides the big one or, or, or smaller, smaller high-value ones, but they're certainly highly high value. And, um, you know, I think there's a lot, paying a lot of attention from Barrack and Band reporting this over there in their quarterlies over the last couple of years.
0: Hmm, that's good to hear. Um, looking more into, I suppose, the, the future, um, what's the next for the Diamba project, gold project? Um, and when are you likely to sort of to start producing gold?
1: Okay, look, it's, um, you know, it was, it was a bit of a rush because, you know, we only just found the gold mid-2020 and made a an resource estimate in November and scoping study in March. So, But there's clearly a, a developable project, a high-value developable project here. And we believe with the resource increase to over a million ounces, that's a 10-year project, 100,000 ounces, very rapid payback. So it's a real project. So we we're we're we're, a t- we're doing a two pronged strategy. We're going to continue aggressively drilling to expand the resources and test the potential of the project and some of the other anomalies that haven't had a lot of work. Um, but in the in the background, we're undertaking a DFS study. Um, so and we and we've commenced our environmental ESIA baseline uh, work that takes about twelve months to collect all the environmental and social and data to get to a point where you can go and apply for a mining licence. So we're, we're thinking that uh, 12 to 18 months we'll be in a position that we can make a development decision. We'll have finished our DFS, we'll have got uh, licences, mining mining approvals from the government, um, and we'll have organised financing and things like that in that time. And then it's a 15 month build And uh, at this stage. Um, and so we should, you know in that sort of time frame, we should uh, hopefully be able to pour first gold out of the project, and I think we'll be here for a long, long time uh, finding gold and producing gold.
0: Yeah, and obviously, you've been in uh, um, West Africa for, for a while now. How have you seen the West African mining market develop, and also, how does how is Senegal different to sort of neighboring something that other neighboring uh, West African mining jurisdictions?
1: Yeah, look. Um, on an ASX perspective, it takes a bit to get the Australian investors particularly aware or on, interested in uh, West African stories. Uh, you know, certainly in West Africa, you can find really good deposits. But, you know, in, in WA, if you find half a deposit, the market gets silly, silly around it. So, you know, I think the Australian market likes mining, but it's a little bit xenophobic in terms of understanding of Africa. You probably you you do get a you know the UK based and certainly North Americans understand it reasonably well. But once you get recognition, it does come and you know you know you know our relative trading value between our scoping study and what potential project is versus where we are now, that gap closes over time. They do recognise it lowest cost gold producers on the ASX um, and finding deposits that are really really high value. So. But in terms of Senegal, look, I think stability-wise, Senegal's you know, very. It's probably on the top top one or two of those uh, countries in West Africa. Um, you know, I think the only drawback in Senegal is this, for gold prospective rocks are sort of shoved into the eastern mark, eastern third of the country. Um, but look, you know, it's a great place to do business and. And a safe jurisdiction, so you know we don't have any of the some of the issues that some of the other countries are having at the moment.
0: Yeah, uh, you mentioned obviously certain groups of people like would consider maybe investing in the West African market because obviously you're in a country that is that mining is your number one industry. Who, who are those select types of people that will look at your projects in West Africa? if mining is in your, on your doorstep?
1: Uh, look, look there's, there's always investors that like uh, want the African stories because you can find really good deposits. Uh, there are specialists in mining funds that do like the same thing. Um, but in terms of other people, you know, in terms of peers, operating peers, you know, they all need growth. Every, every, every company, you know, no matter how much growth they have, and it's really hard to generate that growth. Hundred percent through exploration success. Uh, so a lot of the lot of the companies, a lot of the mining companies who are operating in West Africa are looking for op- growth opportunities, and a lot of that's got to get driven by M&A activity rather than hundred percent through the drill bit. Um, so yeah, look, it's, it's a broad range of investors and uh, and um, mining companies that uh, that, that do uh, keep an eye on what's going on around the place.
0: Okay, um, Jisha. Just- uh, also, recently completed an um, over oversubscribed um, raising of 12 million Aussie. Um, yep. uh, are we to assume that the company is sort of well funded to undertake the next phase of the project development with that raising?
1: Yeah, no, look, we are. Um, and it was a great response from existing and, and new shareholders. Um, so, you know, we, we got bids and well on well, truly over $21 million. We had the capacity to take up to 12, so we did that. Um, and that gives us, with our, current, with our existing balance sheet, that gives us, um, you know, quite a war chest to go and aggressively pursue the, the drilling and undertake all the studies in the background, and that'll get us a long way down, down the path to getting this, getting this project into a position where it'll be um, uh, a new mine.
0: Um, and as a conclusion, um, what's the outlook for the next sort of 12 or the rest of this year going into next year? Um, and have you got any sort of final comments as well?
1: Yeah, look, you know, next twelve months is uh, going to be pretty busy for Chesa. Uh, it's been busy for the last eighteen months or so. So, you know, we've defined we defined the um, scoping study, which has you know really significant value, uh, strong economics. I think we've demonstrated that it's a it's a it's a future mine development on the site. You know, the next phase of work is going to be about um, technically de-risking that, but adding significantly adding value to it by expanding the size of it through drilling through adding to the resource base and look we'll, you know we've as talked about the the drill program's underway we should start seeing assays come out in the next few weeks and they'll be initially around the new new discovery at karakara that's not in the resource base that's not part of the study um, we think that'll go a long way to delivering that sort of internal goal of plus a million ounces um, so we'll have next 12 months we'll have lots of drilling drill information, news flow and, and resource upgrades and potentially upgrade to the scoping study and in the background we'll be doing the, the technical work to de-risk it and, and bring it, bring it to, uh, to the point where we can make that investment decision.
0: Yeah. Andrew, uh, thank you for giving us an overview of uh, our Chester resources and really good luck uh, for the rest of this year with, uh, with all the drilling. Um, obviously, uh, it seems that you're in a really good jurisdiction. Obviously, you've got Barrack next door um, doing doing their thing as well. So, um, wish you well for the rest of this year. Perhaps you want to come onto the pod- <coughs> podcast later this year uh, and give us an update on some of the results. Um, I'm sure our audience would be interested in that.
1: I uh, really appreciate it, Rob. And uh, yeah. you know, I'll be happy to be involved later on, and when we've got a bit more news flow to talk about, yeah, and an update on the project.
0: No worries. And if our audience wants to reach out to you, if they've got any questions, um, how can they go about doing that? Do you, uh, are you on social media?
1: Oh, yeah, sort of. Um, uh, look, my contact details are on the back of all the releases and the presentation on our website, which is www.chesseresources.com.au. Uh, they're pretty easy to find uh, my, my email and contact details there. So please, I'm happy to field any questions of any interested parties.
0: Yeah, no worries. Um, really appreciate your time. And like I said, good luck for the rest of this year. Um, those that are listening, um, appreciate if you can um, share this episode um, amongst your friends, uh, family, if they're in, involved in mine and obviously, and obviously other colleagues that you know in the industry. Um, appreciate your, your continued support. If obviously you watch watching on, <clears throat> on the YouTube channel, um, appreciate if you can comment below and maybe share, share this episode um so it goes so the algorithms start working and push the push this episode out to others and um, that may be in the in the mining industry or may invest in the mining industry so um really appreciate your continued support and um and until next time happy mining! thank you for listening remember to reach out to rob via the show notes and be sure to subscribe and leave a review until next time Happy Mining, helping each other to improve the mining industry.